Hello and welcome. My name is Temp. I am Dante. And I'm Herfy Durfy. And this is Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. Guys, I've been struggling going back and forth. I can't decide whether or not I should do it. Should I put a second monitor or should I put like a PC monitor in my luggage to go to STL? <laughs> On a plane or in a car? Plane. No. no. Why not? Because I know two people just this year that have traveled with a monitor on plane luggage and it did not come back alive. Yeah, I could imagine that. mm. No matter how, they they packaged it up perfect and it was, sorry, I keep getting you off her, but yeah, they packaged it up perfect and it was dead. It's good. I can imagine that. Like, imagine how people at the airport throw your luggage around to get it on the plane and off the plane. And even if you package your monitor super well, I feel like it's going to shake and rattle around so much. It can't be. At least it can be good for it. And, it, you know, at worst, it's going to fuck it up and break it. Okay, um, so. I will I will suggest something if you want to spend the dollars. I just put it in the host okay. channel. Uh, homemade beer actually sent me this monitor. Uh, it's something that I think him and Moogle Charm both use. Uh, it's like a 15 inch, very portable monitor, um, does HDMI it's gaming as well. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's something you may want to consider cause that could potentially fit in a carry on, um, mm-hmm. because it folds up. I don't know, like okay. if you really want to do that, but, um, it's an idea I've, I've considered trying, I've been trying to find a way with work to buy one of those like for work, quote unquote, mm-hmm. just to play around with it and have some portability. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm out in the field. But uh, really haven't had a use case where I can justify it with my boss just yet. Gotcha. We'll put a link. Uh, we'll put this link in the description, but it's it's a uh, it looks pretty slick. It's a 15.6 inch portable monitor. Looks like it gets really flat. Looks looks like uh, like you said, HD. Yeah. OK, well, that's good. Let me let me tell you three things about my plan and we'll see if, if you all still feel the same way. So. First is this is an old monitor that's actually just sitting in my closet and collecting dust as it is. And it uh, detaches from its base such to where it could be totally flat. So I was thinking clothes right in the duffel bag mm-hmm. monitor more clothes so that that was my plan to, to <laughs> okay. protect it. And again, you know, it's in my it's in my uh, closet right now. We actually tried to get rid of it at a yard sale a couple of weeks ago. Nobody wanted it. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's basically trash at this point. We were going to donate it. But before we do that, I thought, well, maybe we grab this, you know, and it's like a it's like square. It's like a 15 inch monitor. It's kind of weird uh, okay. ratio, but and it's a, it's an older machine. Um, and if- I'm just thinking more and more about. Uh, you know, having needing a monitor and, you know, I think I remember you guys saying last time, like, just use one that's there. There's going to be a lot provided. Maybe somebody else can bring one. But like what happens when somebody needs it for something official and I just want to do like a casual race? I have to give that monitor up. You know, I don't want to be in that position to begin with. I'd much rather have my, all my own stuff. So, yeah, yeah that- I mean, if you if it's basically trash or a spare one anyway that you don't care about, you might as well bring it. I mean, that, that kind of changes the whole thing, right? If it's not yeah. the monitor that you're using at your PC at home and you're like, all right, I either bring this or I don't have anything, you know, then I yeah. think, yeah, sure. Why not? I I yeah. am trying to wait and see how much equipment Feasel is sending me. I do have like. A lot of I I call them gaming monitors that I bought them a long time ago when I did like fighting game tournaments and stuff. 
but I'm going to have like several smaller Asus monitors that, you know, the latency's good, but you know, for like a retro tink and whatnot, I'm going to see how many I can fit in my car. I'm not donating them to SGL permanently, but I'll be glad to bring if I, whatever I can fit comfortably without, you know, making my mm-hmm. car look like a complete crap show, then I, I'm probably <laughs> like gonna, you live in it or something. Well, it's going to look like I live in it anyway, because <laughs> we got a lot of boxes, but um, I'm going to see how many I can bring within reason, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I haven't decided for sure, but I kind of feel like, you know, I'm only going for three nights. There's going to be enough room in my duffel to throw this in and still bring everything else I want to bring. And, you know, I hadn't even thought about it breaking, but I th- honestly, if it broke, I don't even think I'd be that heartbroken over it. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like I'm going to do it. Now, the other thing I was thinking, this came up uh, in, I think Lumaga actually brought this up in our server after listening to the episode about Rando on the go that we did last time is having a tablet uh, off mm-hmm. to the side and using yeah. that exclusively for tracking, which is something I hadn't considered. We definitely have a few tablets lying around that could be available for something like that. The problem I see, though, is uh, trying to set up auto tracking. Oh, yeah, you like, can't. Isn't that going to be kind no. of a, yeah, so. You can't yeah. on that. I mean, I mean, that's where you just get a, you know, boop, 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 pencil or fingered touch, touch your map yeah. and mm-hmm. do your thing, uh, you know, just. We go old school, you know, do what you need to I mean, do. That, like, yeah, that would be the one downside to that. Uh, also, another thing I wanted to mention, if you do bring your monitor, you might want to kind of pack it up well, not only to buffer it, but also should it crack or something, you don't want all the liquor crystal stuff to leak out. And, you know, <laughs> you only stay for three nights, but if all your clothes are dipped in liquid crystal stuff Acid. on your monitor, <laughs> liquid then, crystals, <laughs> uh, you know, might have a little problem. Could- I don't know. It could be a fashion statement. Could, I mean, yeah, cool. it could work. You know, you never know. Suddenly, Tim breaks out in disease. <laughs> or that. Act, yeah. What would actually happen is it, it would leak on my jeans and shorts in such a way to make it look like I had pissed myself. <laughs> that's that's what would end up happening. It wouldn't look cool yeah. at all. And then For after sure. the first day, it would just eat up all the denim and all the fabric, and then it would just be yeah. holes instead. <laughs> you know, first day it looks like you yeah. pissed yourself, and then the second <laughs> then day it would just be holes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, reverse uh, assless chaps. Or, or, no, that ex- actually not reverse, just assless chaps. Yep. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, well then, I think I'm definitely going to go ahead and bring that monitor. Yeah, sounds um, great. Okay, so. Um, that's settled. I appreciate that. Uh, what I wanted to talk to you guys about today in the, uh, you know, brief amount of time that we have every two weeks, uh, as you know, ALTTPR league has started up, uh, as we record this on Monday, October the 10th, we've had one week of competition and I've always sort of wondered this. We've never really, I don't think explicitly talked about it on the show, but the dynamic between team members for ALTTPR league teams I just always wonder what goes on in those, you know, private channels or DMs or whatever people have set up. Um, So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, I I spoke with my team members and got their sign off to share, you know, some of the things that we talk about and our strategies and whatnot and how we interact. And, um, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, Dante, kind of what your experience has been. And then, of course, you know, once this episode is published, feel free to share in the discord how you and your team work together. Um, and maybe you can speak to some of the topics that we kind of touch on here. So um, with that, let's go ahead and, and kick off the discussion. And uh, we'll start with you, Dante, since you're the the other person here who is on an ALTTPR uh-huh. League team. 
Um, when I posed this in the Discord, uh, you know, in our in our channel earlier today, what were some of your initial thoughts that that came to mind? Uh, well, the first thought I had was I'd like to defer to Herf. I would love to hear how Herf would do mm-hmm. it as someone who's okay. never participated, and then I'll you and I can weigh in because if we ta- if we yeah. say this, then he's gonna be like, "Yep, that's it." I want to hear how Herf would <laughs> potentially do some of this. So I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can try. That's an interesting thought experiment. My first problem is, um, I mean, maybe to the surprise of nobody, but I really don't have a big idea about the leak. So my first problem is I don't really know in which way, like the team dynamic works as far as I know there's co-op seats, right? And yeah, there's, there's like pilot three weeks seats. of co-op. No, there's no more okay. pilot this week there's or no this more pilots, year. Okay. Uh, but there's three co-op weeks and four single player weeks in the regular okay. season. So I think, you know, mostly what I've seen from people and what I would also do is obviously first you kind of want to figure out who in your team feels especially well versed i i'd call it in the certain modes that are being played right mm-hmm. first you want to have yeah. like all right i i definitely want to do this mode and someone else might you know grab this mode and then at the end you're probably left with a mode or two that nobody wants to do and you just kind of <laughs> i don't know you know draw straws yeah, yeah pretty much so i think that'd be the first thing and then obviously it's kind of hard to say but for me i think i would prefer to get along with my teammates over having teammates that are more skilled if that makes sense mm-hmm. yep uh i mean you know one doesn't automatically exclude the other obviously but uh if i had to put up a league team i'd probably rather find some people that i get along with and have a lot of fun with in voice chat or whatever even if you're losing rather than you know trying to try hard it to to make it to the invitational or the next season <laughs> I think those are kind of like my base things. Other than that, you know, having never participated, I'm I, I'm kind of at a loss at what you want me to expand on. So if you have like any specific mm-hmm. questions that you'd like me to expand on or that you want my opinion on. What do you think happens in those like private channels? What do you think is talked about? Probably just uh, the, I mean, f- before it starts, it's probably preparation of some sort, right? As I said, who does what? Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably do some practice seats together. I've seen Dante practice together with Andy. I've seen uh, you have been talking to your teammates in our little channel, which. Uh, yeah, y'all y'all can read it. Right. I, w- I, I was actually thinking, why did he ever give us access to that <laughs> channel? I don't mind it. I don't really look it's, into it too much, but I'm like, why Why are we in yeah. there? <laughs> we, we're in it because when we convinced him to give us full, like the host role, full admin mm-hmm, access, yeah. it, it makes it where every channel is visible yeah, to us. Yeah, we can just see everything. Uh, yeah, right, right. But, I can't hide things from you because we have the exact same permissions. Mm-hmm, yeah. 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 But uh, so, other than that, I think so. First is preparation and then. I think you're mostly talking about your races, right? Uh, if it's a solo race that you did and you won or you lost, you probably, if, especially if you lost, you're probably talking about, hey, what did my opponent do? You probably get some tips from your teammates and hopefully some uh, moral support uh, to kind of buffer the loss a little bit. You know, hopefully they don't pile on to you for being bad or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think that's pretty much it, apart from you know, strategy talk as far as watching other league teams, maybe. 
I could imagine that being a part of it as well, right? You mm. want to know what your competition is doing, especially someone who might be close to you or who you might have to play next or something. So you want to find out, you know, what's their play style or maybe, you know, gather some intel, download some data, as they say. Download some data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. So honestly, yeah. like what you what, like the, the, the general like opinion you mm-hmm. have is kind of how things have been. Um, well, for me, like we're in season five. I had four seasons with like basically the same team season one. I felt like, you know, big outlier because I barely knew nip and I didn't know Edium. That's how I got to know Edium. And then, uh, I remember season one, especially we would all async seeds. Um, and then we would schedule time. This is back when I had more time. Uh, we would schedule time and actually get in voice and we'd watch like a playback of all. Th- we'd get like all three videos loaded up together. And then like we watch it in the discord voice call. We actually would kind of discuss like decisions, why we did this, why they did that. And then, you know, we were trying to see who's losing time, where, how are they doing it? Is it execution? Is it a decision thing? That was like kind of season one was probably our most in-depth as far as stuff like that goes. Maybe season two as well. Um, Mainly because also at that time we, you know, it was new and none of us really knew what to expect. And with the modes, no one knew what modes they wanted to play or didn't Mm -hmm. want to play. Um, cause I remember I played cross keys that year and that was, that was awful, um, for me and, and well, everyone had a good time, but me, uh, but it was, I don't know. It was just, it was a, it was a wild experience. You know, season two, we started to develop, you know, you, you get a little bit of rapport with people. It's kind of like Herf was saying, you want to do it with people you're friends with that you can have a good time with. And that's what started to really build throughout season one into season two, three and, and four and so on. Um, I will say like, you know, you, you become friends with them. And that was like, for me personally with, you know, the team dynamic, um, season four, when we decided to bring Relkin in and, you know, me and Nep stayed together, we were like, okay, you know, Eddie, and we're going to pull in since you're not playing as much, we're going to pull in Relkin. It was, it was like, I I sent that DM and I felt, I felt genuinely awful doing it because I mean, I was friends, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I enjoy playing Randall with the guy, but it was like, you know, you hadn't been playing a whole lot. So we think this might be the best move. And, you know, we just kind of did what we thought we wanted to do. Um, Yeah. And then this season, like uh, this season's weird for me, just because, you know, we did the whole like, uh, as as Herb said, the try hard. Um, (laughs) I mean, kind of right. Yeah, that's that's probably a team where I'm like, all right. Obviously, it's a kind of a tryhard team. Everyone expecting oh, yeah. great things just by the people that are in it. But I also know that you guys are pretty good friends, all three of you, right? So yeah. it's not I like you have, don't get along with the people. I wouldn't have tried to like grab Aerie out of that like decision of me and Andy if you know I hadn't had that experience with Aerie, you know, and his kindness and stuff like mm-hmm. uh, through mm-hmm. through playing NMG over the last few months. So that like was a big that was a big part of it. And, you know, I I can't say for them, they'll probably tell you Dante's a complete a-hole. We don't like him. But uh, I've I've actually had a lot of fun this year, like getting, you know, getting to know Andy and Ari a little bit, you know, just in those aspects. So it's like branching out to new people can be fun in that regard. Um, But Mm -hmm. it also changes the dynamic uh, a little bit because, you know, we were in season three and four. We were confident like this is what we're playing. This is what I'm not playing. We kind of knew everything and now it's like so what do you guys want to do like mm-hmm. <laughs> never played mm-hmm. together the first couple co-ops like Ari and i did and andy and i did in practice were a little rocky and it was kind of getting used to how the other one plays but uh it it kind of clicked pretty quick um you know as far mm-hmm. as like just being comfortable and 
Yeah, uh, that that's kind of like s- stuff that goes on in the private channels as far as like temp with that prompt. Uh, like right now, our Discord has a lot of every time someone plays or we practice, there's a lot of gifts from the Miami Heat with the big three. <laughs> so there's a lot of memeing going on in that. If uh, but that's uh, like right now, uh, <laughs> our nicknames are set to Bosch, D Wade, and LeBron. Um, <laughs> LeBron with an A W N. So like we're yeah. we're just you know we're having fun with it. Um, you know, and of course, Andy has said 14 and 0, anything except that is unacceptable, but it's rando. So we'll, we're just, yeah. we're, we're, we're having fun. I'll put it that way. So yeah. far, we're having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, do you have, uh, any sort of like, one of the questions I had was like an overarching strategy for the season, like a way that you're approaching the game or is it not really like that. You just have to kind of take it week by week. We we have a spreadsheet. And what I did was uh, Andy went out of town and then I took over his spreadsheet. Um, he basically copied what weighty words made for them way back. And then I mm-hmm. I basically was like, OK, I'm going to take the initiative. Here's what I think everyone should play based off my analysis of myself and everybody else. This gives, you know, this player X amount of games, the other one X amount of games, you know, something like that. Um, that way we all hit the minimum. And nobody really, I think we only had to change one thing from what I suggested. So, mm-hmm. um, everybody was cool with it. You know, it's kind of like, I don't want to force anybody to play something they don't want to play. Uh, mm-hmm. but they, they did jokingly say they wanted to force me to play cross keys, but <laughs> <laughs> they, they know you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are all great insights and, and really, uh, just like, really like this is something that I've wondered for so long. It's, it's really like fulfilling to hear that and, and hear that it is a lot of what I thought, but also, you know, a little bit more as yeah, well. I mean, like I'll say it is week one, you know, we take a loss, mm-hmm. we could implode and all hate each other. Uh, I don't think Andy or Aries <laughs> character is like that, but, um, you know, it, I'll say that I don't want to be on a team that, you know, we'll, we know the, the line of trash talk and, uh, like, you know, amongst each other. Um, mm-hmm. And we know the line of where it probably goes too far. So it's like, you know, if it ever gets to the point where it doesn't feel fun, that is when I, I, I would want out, you know, mm-hmm. um, because there's a, there's a lot of friend groups that that lines further for them. And that's, I guess that's fine. You know, if, if you're, if that's mentally healthy for you and you know, it's, it's fun for you to, literally like bash each other to the ground by all means do it. I used to be that way myself. So, um, yeah, like it's just whatever works for you guys. Yeah. I have to imagine that the vast majority of teams are about positivity and uplift and cheering one another on and coaching one another and picking each other up after they fall down. But I wonder if there are teams that are not like that, (laughs) you know, like where they like, berate each other where they like call each other out where they argue about strategy do you think those exist yeah i think so yeah i mean Uh, our community is generally very positive you know maybe not like in a super extreme way but i'm sure there's teams where the where the team spirit isn't as high let's put it like Mm -hmm. that yeah Mm. i mean finger pointing and things I don't think even when we used to have the team channels in the league, you know, I had access in season two to see all of those. Um, I I don't I wouldn't go as far as saying like there was anything rude ever put in them. Now, somebody could have sent a DM, but like, you know, Mm -hmm. the mods and the admins could see if you like were being a a douche to somebody, basically. 
Um, yeah. I think in a lot of situations, there were a lot of teams where w- my personal assumption, interpretation of kind of like the online demeanor of them when they were in a bat, maybe in a bad spot. And then their, their communication would start like dipping. And it is because they were just mm. like kind of checking out, checking out. And yeah. I think you, you may see more of that. Like if they had high hopes for making a run, like an open league or even an invitational and the more losses you take, the more you kind of check out, so to speak mentally. Um, and it's like, you see that in like a Swiss or something too. It's just, mm-hmm. I, I think most people are, I, I would assume most people are good enough to say like, you know, well, me leaving is going to hurt two other people instead of just myself. So I'll stick mm-hmm. it out for them. Uh, that That's at least my assumption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, I was kind of reflecting on, I remember fear saying a lot of different times on, on his podcast, on our podcast, uh, in many servers that the intention for the league was to be more like kind of a bowling league. Yes. Um, you know, that's, that's meant to be a lot more casual amongst friends rather than what it's sort of become, which is like the premier team based ALTTPR, uh, system, you know, almost kind of risen to like the major leagues of like ALTTPR team based gaming. But I don't know if you've ever been in like an intramural sports league or like a low tier, like a class group, but like they treat those extremely seriously, like (laughs) life or death. Sometimes that's just the nature of these sort of things is like people's emotions get caught up in it and you get worked up and they, they ascribe so much value to it. It's all about, you know, what they put into it. And that's just some people's personalities. So um, you know, all that to say, I, I think it was inevitable that, you know, this would happen. And I also don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just the nature of groups of people when they get together to compete with one another. Yeah. Know? And, you know, I think anybody, any one person or a group of pers- people, persons, whatever, uh, that have any competitive drive. Um, whether they're good at it or not, if they've got a competitive drive, they are going to be very attached to potential results. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, when when I joined it, back in the 512 Swiss, I was like, I want to like make some noise here as a brand new player. And I totally did not. Um, but I wanted to. And I was a little disappointed that I didn't. You know, life moves on. You, you work mm-hmm. like it's like work, you know, do something else. But yeah. um, I think, you know, if, you just have to have your expectations as a player and your team expectations like as a as a whole unit on the same page, because if you have one person who is super competitive and you have two people like in open league, we'll say that are just I'm here just for the ride. I want to play the modes. I want to make some friends and just enjoy some races. That is probably not going to be the the best team dynamic. I, at least that's mm-hmm. what I would think. Um hmm. Because when 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 I was with Titans Mitts, we all had our expectations in check. Uh, it was always just do your best and whatever happens, happens. And when the other one, like when we would take losses, all of us felt like, sorry, I goofed. And it's like, you know what? It, it's it's fine. You know, you just you made a call. You stuck to your call and that's it. On to the next one. And that's literally how we <laughs> we did everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how often would you practice with your various teams? Uh, way back, very often. Um, yeah. Last year, I did a lot of co-op with Relkin and Nep. Well, like the co-op weeks are what I practice the most. 
Um, there's a lot of volatility in co-op, but there's also less room for error. So the more like the more of a game plan you have, it's better. I think also like just playing co-op is fun. Uh, if if we could logistically work it, I mean, I've said this a thousand times, we would have all seven weeks be some form of co-op, yeah. but logistically mm-hmm. it would be a nightmare to schedule. Um, but I don't know. It's more, it's more fun with, with friends, you know, you know, we've heard people like obscure and Malmo say things like, you know, when you play on a 10 minute delay or a 20 minute delay, you're, you're isolated. But like, I mean, yeah, I was isolated. The two co-op races I did in a way, but I was talking to Andy or Ari the whole time. And it was, Mm -hmm. we had a good time. Like me on the way to the end, like me and Andy were joking with each other. Every time one of us would do something stupid, I, I me and Ari were dying laughing at one of the deaths I took in TR when I was trying to avoid dying and then instantly killed myself. Um, and it was, I don't know. It was, you know, just have a good time with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I want to guess. I'll, so tell I'll me just, about the long shots, Tim. Like, yeah, what are your expectations? You so, uh, like I said, you know, I guess when I was summarizing what I think a lot of teams do and are like, I, I was also kind of characterizing the long shots in that we're all about positivity, uh, you know, and lifting each other up. Um, one thing that I, I haven't really heard any of us touch on though, is that we, we also, I think are comfortable coaching one another, uh, and I think we have a really good dynamic setup there where we're all willing to coach and be coached. I would imagine there are maybe some teams where it's like there's one person who's really good and then the other two people are maybe, you know, not quite as good. And then that one person ends up doing a lot of, you know, coaching, mentoring, maybe calling a lot of the shots during a co-op match, for instance. Um, but we have a pretty even dynamic where we, we are pretty democratic about decisions made during co-op. Uh, and we all have a pretty good idea of one another's skill levels, I would say. Um, and, and again, we're not afraid to learn from one another or teach one another something, um, without, you know, egos getting in the way. So I think that's really helpful. And I'll also say, I really love, maybe it's just cause our name is the long shots, but every time we win is, is a, is a celebration. Like it's, we always kind of assume that we're not going to win. We go in to do our best and play our best. But like if we win, we're surprised by it, or at least I am. And uh, that, that makes it a lot of fun, you know, and, and we definitely celebrate. Um, we had a win uh, in week one and I was just glowing the rest of the day and just, um, just wanted to talk about it. it just I like, kept checking discord to see if like, you know, Tyler had weighed in again. This was on his wedding day, by the way. So like Whoa. he's kind of busy with his wedding <laughs> and I'm like checking discord to be like, has he said anything about our win yet? You know? So that's, uh, we, we, you know, I, we eventually came around and said, you know, happy, happy wedding and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's just, that's the power of, you know, this, this kind of, uh, you know, this system and, and playing on a team. Um, at least for us again, you know, we, we never have the expectation that we're going to win. We just, like you said, we, we do expect that we're going to do our best and, and yeah. try to get better and better. You, so. you always want to expect to have the opportunity to win. I think yeah. with randomizer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's always a possibility. I would say. Um, I do have a question for both of you. I think we all kind of touched on it already but i i think it's a uh, for someone who hasn't ever played in the league really i think it's kind of an interesting thing to see um when i was talking about my theoretical league team i i said i'd rather play with someone that i like than someone um, uh, that is more skilled and uh, also my especially my first league team i'd probably want to be friends versus uh, what dante touched upon when he and his first league team you know he barely knew nep 
you know, you kind of know the people, but you're not really close friends or whatever, and you don't really know too much about them. But it, it also turned out well, you know, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It, it just means you get to know those people better and it might be a good opportunity to make some new friends. And then uh, you also have those situations where maybe just one teammate, you know, leaves because, I don't know, they don't have time or you have to kick them out, whatever it might be. And then you replace them with someone that you might not really know that well yet or something. How do you think that dynamic you know makes a difference or you know whatever how can you speak to that yeah i'll touch on it real quick so it's interesting you brought this up because i I figured we might talk about this going in i i knew tyler salt kind of well i think we had been in some like jackbox party like streams before Mm -hmm. uh you know i'd seen seen him around in, in other you know servers so i knew he was a cool guy um, and with Dr. Earworm, he actually reached out to us because he heard that Arusta was was going to be taking a season off. And uh, so we, you know, invited him onto team there. And he had been Dr. Earworm, you know, had been in my chat, had been in the GMP server as one of our Patreons. So um, knew him pretty well. But, uh, you know, I would say it's, it's very much like a, a polite friendliness, at least to start like, a, you know, always assume the best of that person, you know, and uh you know, it, it's always very polite. It's like anytime a mistake comes up, you're immediately jumping on like, oh, no worries. It's totally fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the longer we get to know each other, the less we feel like we have to make those apologies and go through all those formalities. And it makes it easier for us to communicate, which ultimately makes our team better, especially during like co-op stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think being friends definitely helps you with that. Um, but it's probably not reasonable to assume that every team is going to be three great friends. You know, I think it probably does start off a little awkward for the majority of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Tanti? I mean, it was, I'm not gonna say it was awkward for me, like to, to play with like the first team. Like I had done like a co-op, I think with Edium, like in a, Mm -hmm. you know, like a pickup co-op on that old casual rando discord that's long since passed away. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, that was, that was my extent. Uh, you know, I'd heard Eddie do comms a couple times and I, I didn't, that was, that was back when I didn't have a lot of friends. So it was just kind of, I, I, I'll say I was kind of the, I felt like I was the guy that was just brought in because they needed a third. Like I felt like I was the third wheel. If you want to call okay. it that I, I wasn't, but that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just basically was like, don't rock the boat. Like, I don't know what these two people's team dynamic, like, you know, mental state is, you know, compared to mine. And I was like, I'll not worry them with my concerns or anxiety of like races back then. Um, or, you know, and at the same time, I'm not going to pressure them in their own races. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it worked out really well. Like the best thing I could say is like, if you're in that situation um, where you're with some people that you're just not super close to, um, without there, there's a difference between just being open and honest about how you feel with your team, uh, and oversharing, I think, um, mm, a lot of yeah. times we've seen that a lot, I think in communities, friend groups and all like in everything, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think we've all had that friend that, that either never tells you how they really feel. And we've also had that friend that overshares and literally tells you everything. And you're like, God, I just want you to shut up. <laughs> so, you know, finding reading the room, it's, it's hard to do, especially yeah. online, but if you can find a way to read the room, I think that's a really good way to just, you know, learn to hang out with people, uh, so to speak. Yeah. And, and you can, if you don't have a team dynamic, you can build one. I, I, I think mm-hmm. if I can, like if I can make a couple friends in ALTTPR, I think anybody can, 
Um, just because like I am not the you're so prickly. I, yeah, you're really hard to be friends. I, with. No, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm that guy that's just like I assume like I went like I said many times before I went to SGL 2019 thinking everyone's going to think I'm weird and stupid. Like that was that was <laughs> like in my head. And that's awful. I know. Like I was very negative about it mentally. So. Your um, arms are so strong. Why would you think that? <laughs> they weren't as strong back then. And they're not, you know, they're not the strongest arms. But, um, yeah. but no, like, you know, that's, that's how I felt. So it was like, I just don't want to rock the boat too, too much. Um, but yeah, you just reading the room. I think reading the room is a yeah. very hard skill and I, I'm not great at it sometimes. But if you find a way to do it, I think it can really benefit you. I think reading the room is one of the most important skills that a human can develop. Yeah. Period. Personally, big agree. Self-awareness, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on that. Cool. Well, yeah, I think this was a, this was a great chat. And like I said at the beginning, uh, folks who want to weigh in and talk a little bit about their team dynamic, um, if you know, especially if there's maybe something out of the ordinary of what we discussed, we'd love to hear more about it. So take it to our uh, our discord and we can we can continue the conversation there. For now, we have a few uh, news items to go over around the community. Uh, And the first thing I wanted to touch on, since we've kind of have already been talking about it, is League Season 5 Week 1, which is now in the books. As you're listening to this, uh, the week it comes out, we are in the middle of Week 2. So starting with the Invitational League, um, Dante, I'll let you kind of touch on this. I I know it's super early. I saw that you guys are at 2-0. Has there been anything around the Invitational League that has caught your eye in terms of surprises? Um, it's hard to say surprises uh, in mm-hmm. co-op because of how volatile it can be. Uh, because one one decision in co-op can burn you so much harder than in other races. Uh, mm. I will say it is a you know a little shocking uh, that there's one division. Um, Potato Pouch right now is sitting at two and zero. They're the only two and zero in their division um, at this point. Uh, and there's, mm. let's see, that you know, Skull Woods. Looking at that real fast, there's literally like uh, a bunch of one and ones. <laughs> oh, so wow. um, only a one two zero there. Kind of surprising. Um, there's already a three zero in Misery Meyer from a match I guess that was played today. So. But there's a couple other two and O's. So, you know, that's I feel like there's a lot of parody early on. Um, you know, we're going to see it almost just looks like a Swiss record. You know, there's like the one team that's winning and then, you know, <laughs> it, it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what it feels like. And it's so fast, uh, but it, it's, it does start to fan out a bit. So if you're one of those O2 teams or O3 teams right now, don't get your head down, like stick to it because things can swing so quick. Um but yeah, there's been a few really good races. I've seen a couple races come down to, um, you know, a few seconds uh, at this point. Um, oh, wow. But mm-hmm. it's so hard with, to tell what the average is. Yeah. Are, are you always like doing that math in your head and trying to figure out like how late the second person can come in? Yeah. And I want to say I'm trying to click this really quick while we're doing. Yeah. So um, the match with WJPDTB, I always get that mixed up and beats mm-hmm. from the east. Uh, their game two was uh, a very exciting conclusion. So if you want to watch that, this is me spoiling it. Um, but uh, I believe Moodle Charm finished first overall on the beast in the e- beats from the East <laughs> um, team. And then basically Willard and uh, JP both finished at the exact same time. Like they clocked the dot done both at the same time. 
Uh, so then it was oh, wow. super close and Julo was just barely outside, um, barely outside the window to keep their average above it. So that's, you know, stuff like that. Just insanely, insanely close matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine walking across the bridge after Gannon holding hands with your best bro. <laughs> I can't think of anything more incredible that uh, <laughs> like if you can. I think it's a very good run, like a, almost a perfect run. If you can finish within like 30 to 60 seconds of your teammate and to be anything under that, I think is kind of like on the prices, right? Where you like get the double showcase um, you know, because you were, you bid so close to the You're price like within hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's not the easiest thing to do because a lot of that is out of your control. Um, mm-hmm. some of it is execution wise, but, um, but yeah, like anything you could do like that, I think is just, that's like almost perfect co-op play in my opinion. Yeah. I heard fear say on a uh, two sixteen pod last week that in his opinion, you should try to finish as close in time to your, partner as possible i'd never heard that but um it definitely makes sense we my partner and i in our first game finished way far apart from each other not helped by the fact that i accidentally did a quadrant glitch on moldrum 2 uh but even if i hadn't done that we still would have lost so it is it is what it is it's whatever um and then in our second race finished much closer to each other and both felt like that was the way better performance of those two mm-hmm. um better distribution of responsibilities of checking versus clearing uh, so yeah, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That's where like a lot of, you know, like you said, fear has been talking about this, just understanding where you and parsing the information of like where you and your, um, part, excuse me, partner are, uh, and then r- delegating that way. Like there were several, like I, I said, this post race yesterday with Ari, uh, we had a very awkward seed. I'm not going to go into all that. If you want to go watch it, uh, there were a bunch of awkward moments and, our plan in like 30 seconds because of things that were developing who was where um, in, in dungeons literally changed three different times in like 30 to 60 <laughs> seconds because we were like, okay, oh, wow. <laughs> you go here, I'll do this next. And then it's like, oh no, I'm going to be done before you on this dungeon because, you know, I can't watch him because of delay and the rules. So like we're, mm-hmm. we're having to talk to each other and tell each other where we are. And then it's like, okay, now that we're actually here, we can't here. Here were our options. This is what we're going to execute on now and then just stick to it. So uh, it, you know, uh, information like that, I think, is very vital. Like if if someone's very ahead and there's a potential for your pendant item entry to a dungeon to be in GT, if someone's very ahead, then it's like, OK, you need to literally probably check the convenient checks in a dungeon and then like beeline GT and then, you know, in your situation, Temp, you said that you were kind of far behind. Um, and if that's the case, it's kind of like you encourage your teammate, go as fast as you can, and I'll catch up as fast as I can. And then that way, mm-hmm. if you, you know, if your teammate can finish first overall, then there's a chance where you can, you know, maybe their execution or whatever, their luck of getting to the items before you can you know, I guess hoist you up past, you know, the second and third place finishers and then your average is good. Yeah. Yeah. Basically what, what we determined was I, I spent way too much time going around the overworld checking for things while he was clearing dungeons. And then Mm, I had a lot more to clean up when he was done. Um, so yeah, we, we distributed a lot better the second time, but that's interesting of of like, okay, this is going to be far apart. You just sprint right now, you know, and get that first time in, uh, and I'll, I'll do what I can to catch up. That's mm-hmm. an interesting strategy too. Um, 
But uh, yeah, as I said, uh, just a quick update on the long shots. We are one and one in the first week, uh, which again, you know, any victory we get, we feel like is uh, is really we've snatched it out of the jaws of defeat, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and and as I also mentioned, it was on uh, Tyler Salt's wedding day, so that was a nice. We thought you know sort of Happy wedding gift. wedding. Nice. Yeah. 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 And also, of course, you know, huge GGs. Congratulations to Tyler, mm-hmm. our long shot teammate. Um, but yeah, so having fun, um, really enjoyed the co-op this time around. There's been times where it's felt stressful, especially like for pilot type stuff, which we don't have to worry about this year, but, um, pilot yeah, is the really, most again, stressful we, mode, just so you know. Yeah, that, that really, that, that kind of got to me, but, um, yeah, just a lot of fun. We communicated really well. It was very chill, very positive, uplifting. Um, and the thing that I was most proud of is whatever we said we were going to do and set out to do, we did. Because mm-hmm. as you know, sometimes you say you're going to do something and then you take a death or you find an item somewhere you didn't expect and, and it completely changes things. That one's OK. More the like you take a death. That's like, OK, well, now we have to rethink what we're going to do. That never really happened to us in the second season. So I was very, very uh, proud of our performance mm-hmm. there. And we will uh, keep on keeping on in this in Verosia. I have a match as you're listening to this tonight at eight um, with the in Verosia against High Ruler. So. Ooh. Yeah. Mm, Woo. Good luck. Well, <laughs> good uh, luck, uh, yeah. pulling pulling the curtain and the the rod against Temp here to uh, transition us. We are also going to talk here a little bit about the SGL online portion. The spoiler tournament has officially concluded, uh, and spoilers, GGs to Zelga Desan winning the SGL online spoiler tournament over Gamachu in finals. Um, Gamachu. I, I want to point out. That like two months ago, maybe not even that Zelga beat me in the finals. He ran, he reset the bracket and beat me again in mystery finals uh, of the pog champ tournament. And he said, you know, I, I, you know, I was, I was, a, I felt like I was pretty gracious in defeat, you know, because I, I think Zelga is a great guy. Uh, and he said, you know, I've never won one of these. And I'm like, well, I'm finally glad that, he, you know, I hate that I lost, but I'm glad he finally got to win one. <laughs> and now the man has won two. Here we are. And all the time. He's got another one. He can't get enough of the stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a taste. And this, I mean, this is a, you know, not a huge one, but it's a cash journey. So um, sure. congrats to him. Congrats to Gamma on second. Uh, and Relkin got third. So um, some very exciting spoiler races. I, I really enjoyed watching those. Nice. Awesome. Yes. GG's to Zelga. And then uh, congrats to both of you on a tournament well run because you were behind the scenes. I did absolutely nothing. So congrats to Amerith for literally doing yeah, everything. Amerith, all oh, okay. the credit goes to Amerith. She mm-hmm. nice. completely rocked that tournament. Absolutely amazing. Big thumbs awesome. up for me. All right. Well, shout outs to Amerith. <clears throat> and uh, I'll be looking forward to the SGL in person. Mm, yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about no i'm looking kind forward of. to it but i'm not looking forward to all You're the work stressed I have out about to do. all the stuff that you have to do yeah. when it comes to, i understand that's, 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 the, that's the thing yeah um so i had a note here we haven't talked about ladder in a little bit there's been a few announcements i'm gonna make a little bit of an executive decision here and just say there have been uh, season 14 concluded recently there have been some champions crowned um there is a new uh, entrance extravaganza with top 16 entrants. You can check that out in the announcement ladder or the announcement channel of ladder. I really just wanted to focus in on this real quick because I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, there was a new mode created by the season 13 champions that's now in the season 15 rotation, which we're currently in. And the mode is called Champions Hunt. 
and just to talk about what it is real quick, it's a two, three Triforce hunt. Okay. But the three Triforce pieces are in set places. So one is on the pedestal. One is on Pyramid Ferry. And then actually to question this one that there's another one on GT basement. Is that like big key style, like in one of the 22 or is it hard coded into a chest? So it's not hard coded into a chest in GT. Um, It, the, the big key is replaced with a Triforce piece. That's Um, what I figured. Okay. So basically it's Uh, like, sorry. And the GT has a five crystal entry cost. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. So, um, so yeah, you can just, you just pick whichever two. And like, sometimes you could have, you know, options depending on how you've routed and what you found. And sometimes it's pretty straightforward and you're kind of locked in on doing um, what you need to do. But this is, this is the mode that I teased a while back. And, you know, because I saw Jim streaming it, testing it. And I just thought it looked fun. Um, I think it was slightly different than they made a couple tweaks uh, just to make it, you know, more playable, more fun. But uh, I, I need to play a couple of these. I, I can't say that every time, but this is I, I want to play this because it's, it's different. I like different, um, you know, enjoyed the, the pot hunt of that's not ladder, but the four, the, the two 13 out of 420 or whatever. So, yeah, um, just random stuff like that, I think, is fun to play. So I'm, I'm hoping I can make some time uh, this season to play a few of these at least. Uh, would it be possible for us to generate one and do it as a BWS? I can probably get one from Dunka, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's just do that. I I, I kind of thought maybe we'd do like a league mode since that's easy, but it mm-hmm. would be casual boots and like there's Whatever. been enough casual boots yeah. seats out there. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. In casual the boots tournament, like, it's in ladder yeah. every season, and now there's a 80 keys casual boots tournament. If you still like casual boots, bless you. Yeah, I think we even did one recently, just like randomly. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's do this champions hunt instead. I I always am intrigued by new modes, even if I don't get a chance to play them. I just like the idea of like messing with the goals and stuff. And uh, yeah, let's let's check it out. Let's try it. Uh, and hey, guess what? That is a perfect transition into GMP community updates. So uh, happy to announce we do have someone who has stepped up to help us figure out our biweekly seed bot. Uh, situation to get that all figured out. So Mick Monkey is helping us out. We've already communicated with him a few times. I think some of the work has already even started. Uh, I don't think we'll probably have it in place by the time this episode releases, but there is a chance that it could be between like this episode and the next one. And if so, we'll just go ahead and roll it out and we'll start it. And maybe you'll be able to submit your times, you know, after you've already raced, we'll, we can kind of figure something out there. But um, just the, uh, uh, I guess, headlines here. I don't want to go into too much detail um, here now while it's, while it's still new, but uh, it's, it will have some new functionality. It's going to be set up slightly differently than the one we had but a, a version of this has already been used in a few other servers. I think 40 bonks is kind of where it was, was born and tested out. Um, so if you've used that bot before, this will have a lot of those same features and functionalities. Uh, and we'll be using it for the biweekly seed for you to submit your time and talk about, you know, spoilers after you finished. You will have a leaderboard like we did before. And we'll also be able to use this for future mentor attorneys for our asyncs. Um, that we use to kind of gauge skills. So um, it'll be doing some double duty and maybe even other things. We're not, we're not quite sure, but 
Uh, I think this is going to be Uncle Bot because we wanted to go with the theme of uh, NPCs and ALTTPR being our our AI overlords in this community. So um, Uncle Bot should be hopefully up and running in the next one to three weeks. And then hopefully we can get back to some of the you know participation levels we were at before with the with the biweekly seed. Nice. Heck yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, very, very excited. Again, huge shout outs. Thanks to uh, McMonkey and also to Lumaga for helping get get all this uh, rolling. So mm-hmm. huge shout outs to both of them. Um, GMP Live, we're still working on it. Um, we think we might have figured out a, a day. Uh, we still need to look into the time. And I have some ideas for the content if you okay. will. Interesting. That we Good. Can, uh, that Are you going to even talk to clue? You want to clue us in live? Yes. No, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you off mic just in case oh, things change. But okay. It's not one of those things where I'm going to spring it on you in the moment <laughs> and force you to, to right. everyone. Yeah. Like sure. I normally do. Well, no, uh, I think I have an idea and I'll say this on mic. We should print out the, the, the opening. If we do this, should be the I'll I'll play the role of Axial and we should print out copies of episode zero script and redo it uh, with a, a dramatic nope. reading style. <laughs> wow. Nope. I love that. I refuse. We'll, we'll work on her. We'll see if we can get him on board. Um, no, I, I was memeing. We're not, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I do want it to say, though, uh, which is not really related to GMP life, but kind of. Um, our next recording date is on the day before I leave for SG Live. And uh, I have to be in a train by like 7 a.m. or something. So we might have mm. to figure something out for that. So but, uh, I was, yeah, I thought I was that was about interesting that. because it's yeah, like I, literally the day before I leave, like the Monday, we record on Mondays now. And I leave on Tuesday morning to be there on like Tuesday afternoon local well, time. We may need to do a weekend, but we'll we'll you know we don't have to bore the listener yeah, we'll with us out. trying well, to figure this out. I was kind of thinking, and and this would involve the listener, I guess, maybe foregoing an episode then, but doing one immediately after STL. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just delayed by one week, and then the following week we're back on schedule with another normal episode, probably like a recap sort of episode if i had to guess but my my idea would be to do the live episode at scl release Mm -hmm. that the following tuesday night slash wednesday morning Mm -hmm. and then the next monday recorded another one okay and we're back on okay yeah i mean we can talk about that that doesn't sound too bad sure i don't think i don't think we're gonna have people rioting in the discord knowing that all three of us have to do some traveling and some working um, right with this but you know, if we can make an episode happen, great. But if not, we'll we'll do something either there. We'll, by all means, we'll just be crowded around Temp's microphone in the corner in a hotel room, <laughs> yeah. cuddled up, yeah, in a blanket on the bed. Even if that's all all we can bring you, we'll at least bring you that. But I'm I'm optimistic we can make the the live show work, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. And it, it won't be just for people who listen to this podcast. Like you have a friend who you're coming along with that's into a link to the past randomizer, but they never listen to GMP. They should feel comfortable and welcome to come and still have a good time. It's not just going to be like a bunch of in jokes the whole time, you know. Mm-hmm. So good, good, to, good to keep in mind. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, like I said, we'll still have a grand a grand old time for sure. Uh, uh, so biweekly seeds. The last time we had the co-op uh, all dungeons, um, I 
I wonder if anyone did this co-op. Let's look in real quick. Several people did. Some people were encouraging nice. me and Andy to do it. And um, <laughs> Andy was like, I ain't playing no asyncs. We're just generating new ones. So I said, okay, boss. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like several people did the, did the co-op thing. That's awesome. Very good. Uh, and so, and then for the next time we already decided we're going to try to, uh, generate a champion's hunt and, uh, give folks a chance to play that when it's not one of the few modes that happens to come around on ladder, if you're not like available for that, you know, so it'll be good. Uh, and with that, I think it is time to wrap it up. All right. So we're on, um, you know, like Discord, YouTube, <laughs> you know, the Twitter, stuff. You know, those places to search Go Mode Podcast. It's not If hard. you're here, yeah. you know where we are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I meant to say this last time. I think I'll do it now. I am retiring our contact form. It brings in way more <laughs> spam than real messages. It's a pain in the butt to go through them all and make sure we don't miss any real ones. So I'm just going to say there's no more contact form anymore. Just email us or hit us up on Discord or Twitter. There's so many ways to get in touch with us without that contact form also being there. So, yeah, that's that's being done. And if you were binging this podcast and you just got to this episode and you're like, oh, that's why it's not there. This is what happened. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, sure. If you were yeah. desperately looking for, uh, for uh, Wait, you know, the contact form on our Web page. Is that what we're doing at SGL Temp? Do you just want to print out all the spam and we just read our spam oh, email? <laughs> man, that's a really good idea. I think that we should do that in some capacity, even if it's just like a small, because there are some really of, funny ones. Half of them are the same. There's some good ones. Like it, would, it yeah. wouldn't be funny after a while. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four or five, I think would, would be really good. Just the best. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, one thing I did want to do is I realized in Patreon, um, you know, we had talked about shouting out, shouting out our patrons, but not wanting to dox them. Um, I found a section where, you know, people have already put in their discord names on Patreon so that they can sync up and get the private channel in our server. So we already have the discord name. So I'm just going to shout them all out right now. Nice. Uh, so I'm doing this in order of longevity. So this is the first people to subscribe all the way up to the most recent ones. Um, so thank you very, very much to Virtua Cat, Keg in the Closet, Oro, Lucien Greith, Jataba, McMonkey, Tyler Salt, Dr. Earworm, Norsk Maddie, Flames Divide, Arm LX, Xylo Price, and Hawk59. Huge shout out to each and every one of you. We greatly appreciate your support. Uh, as I've said before, you know, it's it's a lot of fun recording this most of the time. But then sometimes it's Tuesday and it's 11 o'clock and I still have 20 minutes to edit and I got to write an app. You know, I got to finish the time codes and uh, do all the links for the description. And it's it's a lot of work. And uh, it, it really helps to know that there is support, you know, in the form of these donations to help make that, you know, to, to power through that and kind of allow me to put, you know, time into it to, to get it done. So. Really, really appreciate all of you. Um, if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash go mode podcast. And uh, just one more big thank you to, to all of those people. Let's do some shout outs. Who wants to go first? I, I, I need to think for a quick second. So one of y'all. Uh, sure. I in. have a really quick shout out and then a little bit of a longer one. The quick shout out goes to Castlevania Curse of Darkness, I believe. Uh, it's okay. one of the two PS2 Castlevanias that I uh, 
randomly decided to try out on the weekend because I was kind of bored. And uh, it's it's good. It's kind of like, you know, it, it, Curse of Darkness is what it's called. Yeah, it, it mm, kind of, right. you know, it's it's kind of showing its age, but it's definitely kind of like a 3D Symphony of the Night. Oh, cool. uh, where you find different weapons and you equip them and the familiars are kind of more in focus. You unlock a couple of them and they level up and they help you in battle and give you different abilities. You know, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. I would definitely recommend it. And then uh, my slightly longer shout out goes to a Wii game that I've rediscovered after I've <laughs> completed uh, Curse of Darkness, which is called uh, Muramasa the Demon Blade. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of that. It's kind of an unknown game. It's by... Uh, Oh my god, I forgot the developer. But it's one of those um, Japanese side-scrolling brawler games uh, where everything is hand-drawn and like mm-hmm. super pretty. Oh, cool. And yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really fun and the battle system is super fun. And it's one of those games where it's like easy to play and you always feel super powerful and great, but kind of difficult to master because there's so much stuff you can do. But like, even if you don't know how to play fighting games or brawlers like this, all the moves are done by holding down the A button and pressing in a direction and your character will like fly all over the screen and kill everything <laughs> inside. It's, it's a lot of fun to play. You know, you, you feel really powerful and it looks amazing, but there's a lot of depth to the battle system if you really like want to exploit it and do a lot of stuff with it. So uh, it, uh, it emulates perfectly. I'm not sure if I should say that, but it does emulate perfectly. And uh it had a GameCube controller support on the Wii, so you can play it with like any analog controller of you know the modern age. I'm playing it with my 360 controller. The D-pad's a little bit crappy, but it works. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely a big recommend for me on that one. Okay, very nice, awesome. Dante, what do you have for us, or do you want me to go? I'll. Uh, I'll uh, this is. Um, I don't know if it's a shout out. It's a story. So I uh, I managed to secure purchasing a step maniacs dedicated arcade machine um i told mm. you guys about that um yep. i went so drove uh got an ir one of my irl friends who has a truck we rented a u-haul trailer um for those who aren't in the u.s u-haul is like a company you can rent like trucks and transporting stuff through uh <clears throat> and um we drove down to south carolina so four hours or so a little over four hours one way and um Anyway, loaded the thing up, brought it back. We found out that uh, South Carolina has a Bucky's, and I didn't know uh, South Carolina had gotten a Bucky's. Now, if you're Same. if you're not familiar with what Bucky's is, it's this Texas gas station chain. Well, if you know anything about the jokes with Texas, you know everything's bigger in Texas. So, you go to a gas station, right? Like the big ones, there's maybe like sixteen, seventeen, maybe twenty something pumps. And then there's like, you know, the, the small convenience store, the medium sized convenience store. So Bucky's and I, I've been to one before, but going back was really nice and not having to go to Texas to do it. But so this place has like over 200 gas pumps uh, in one place. Uh, and then the inside is like a Walmart. It's just gigantic. They sell shirts. They sell food. They sell brisket on sandwiches. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it, it, they got cinnamon rolls as big as my face. Uh, which I had one of. It was great. Um, <laughs> nice. And brisket sandwich was okay. Not as good as my brisket. And I'd, so that means it has a lot of improvement it could do. But uh, 
But yeah, it's like right off I-95. I was so that like actually all the headache. I mean, obviously getting what I wanted with the Step Maniacs machine um, <laughs> was, was worth it. But I kid you not, it. me yeah. and my friends saw that and we had both been to one in Texas <laughs> and we were like, there is a Bucky's here. We're stopping on the way back. Um, yeah. So it was it, it was very it made like we were tired and it was like getting starting to get dark and we still had like to get all the way back up I-95 to into mm. North Carolina. But I was like, this, this just makes it totally like more worth it already. So that, that's my, <laughs> nice. my story, not really a shout out, but we got a yeah. set maniacs machine. Uh, and, and then we got to go to Bucky's and if you haven't, it's B U C dash E E S look it up. If you've never heard of it and you'll see what I mean, like places gigantic. Yeah. It's a, it's a cultural phenomenon. Every, everybody, I feel like everybody's been talking about it recently. It's like gotten a recent like surge in popularity for, yeah. for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, my shout out this time. It's yet another show that's on HBO Max. But man, they just they they know how to make shows or they buy the, the good ones, I should say, maybe. <laughs> uh, but this is a I think it used to be on Adult Swim and episodes are typically like 11 minutes long. And it's called Joe Para Talks With You. And as far as I can tell, Joe Para is the real name of a comedian who is in his 30s. But the character he's playing is like a 50 something year old man. Uh, And it's very hard to describe, but uh, I definitely would highly recommend this TV series. It's very quirky. If you like things like I've I've shouted out how to with John Wilson before. If you like that, this has very similar kind of energy to it. Um, and I don't know, I just, I, I, it, I've been, you know, binging through it. Um, but, and like I said, episodes are super short, but, uh, highly bingeable and just like very charming I've, I've, and funny also very, very funny too. So, um, yeah, Joe Parra talks with you, check it out on HBO max. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the Go Mode podcast. We will talk to you again in maybe three weeks. Mm-hmm. But when you hear us, it will be a whole different kind of energy in that episode. So maybe get excited now. Get excited, baby. But uh, until then, I guess let's go ahead and mirror out. <laughs> <laughs>